Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 3, Episode 2, Lost Girl. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, Snow and Charming have just broken the sleeping curse and are plotting how to take back the kingdom. When Regina starts killing civilians to get Snow to abdicate, Snow is ready to give up. Charming leads her to pull the fabled Excalibur out of the stone, and it gives her the courage to face Regina, drawing blood. When Snow discovers that the sword is a fake, she's angry with Charming, but discovers that she had the strength inside her all along. In Neverland, Rumple battles with his demons while deciding whether to save Henry or save himself. Pan gives Emma a map to find Henry, if she accepts who she truly is. When Emma accepts that she's an orphan, the map reveals itself. But Pan tries to convince her that it may be too late to win Henry back. And, in their fight with the Lost Boys, Charming was poisoned with Dreamshade, which he's currently keeping to himself. Roger, what'd you think of this episode? Not as good as the first one. It actually reminds me a lot of the second episode of the first season, where it's like we're back kind of to the setup. Um, it's fine. I think there's some really good performances in here. I have no problems with it, but it's certainly not as great as... It actually asks more questions than it answered, which is very strange for the second episode. Um, but I don't mind it. I, I, I was fine. You? Yeah, I thought this episode was fine. I thought they tried too hard to tie the flashback into what was going on in the Neverland plot. Usually they just connected it with um, words. Like, not even words that mean the same. Like, they just like they, they just said this word, and now we're saying it in the, in the Enchanted Forest. And they're I, they're, I feel like they're trying to tie Emma's struggle to, like, discover who she, to, like, really, truly accept who she is to Snow's struggle to accept who she is here. And it's just not the same. Like, I, I like, I, I think, I don't hate this flashback. Like, I don't think it's a bad flashback. I just don't think they align very well. So I had a little trouble with that. Glad there were only two stories, though. Um, but I think that they could have eliminated an Enchanted Forest flashback and given us Neil instead. Um, or Storybrooke. Or Storybrooke. Um, I am sufficiently nervous about Henry's situation. Like, maybe they're going to find him, but clearly something happens to these lost boys while they are here. So, and I mean, something, Emma, something's happening to Emma. I do think there's some great performances here. Um, not as many good lines, but still some good ones. Some pretty good lines, but yeah, yeah it definitely, like, the, the first, first episode was. Gosh. They spit out money. enough lines. We could have done a top five lines of the first episode you want to start in the enchanted forest yeah let's just get that over and done with okay did you hate it or you just thought it was fine i didn't like it i didn't hate it i just i guess at this point it didn't care as much yeah i i mean that's a problem that i have a lot in the show as we get into later seasons it's harder to care about what the flashbacks are because you already know the mystery it's too far away like in yeah. the first season it was nice to see their backstory in the second season okay you're filling in the gaps so like it was nice to see um the genie real quick mm -hmm. like he was there and like right after the curse was broken it's like okay this fills in a little bit of a gap it wasn't it wasn't all that good of a flashback. Like, yeah. This is kind of the point I was making in the first episode we talked about. I was like, if this had been Snow and Charming's life in Storybrooke as the second story, I think that would have been more interesting than, oh, let's show Snow and Charming back in the end. It's like, mm. And, like, Regina's already, like, we're trying to redeem her. So stop right. showing me the evil queen. Like, Stop saying shit like, you need to be awake so you can spend all your days knowing that I'm taking everything that was supposed to be yours it's just kind of lost its punch because she's not trying for that anymore your pleases have lost their yes punch. your pleases have lost their punch yeah if you're gonna make her villainous then 
stop trying to redeem her currently because it just looks silly to me. Yeah. And she's still good as the queen, but like you're right, we've already we've been there, done that. Like, yeah. show and, me a different character. And it's 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 not to say there are plenty of flashbacks for Regina and yeah. other characters that I think are great in the future. Um, but this one just doesn't really line up with anything. And it, it maybe if we had if Regina had been struggling with something here or Snow had, it may have made more sense. But we're like trying to tie it to Emma, which doesn't really work for me. Though. I will say we do get an excellent Regina costume. Oh my god, that Woo! dress that she's wearing with the it has like a like a jeweled bodice and like a plunging neckline. Um, there may have been things below the neckline, but I couldn't tell. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was great. Like not just that it looked really good on her, but like the dress was beautiful. The color it was like scheme, a work of art. Black, red, and gold. Just I mean, it, it was great. Yeah, she also looked so much like a queen. It's quite and actually Snow's costume wasn't even bad, but it was just like. One looked like a little girl trying to play dress up, and the other one looked like royalty. <laughs> um, I also loved that we you you commented on it too. It was nice to hear Regina's theme in like full its full splendor once again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so oh, the line real quick that the genie hits him with: "Make sure you don't drop me. I'll make sure you have fourteen years of bad luck." <laughs> Amazing. I think it's the only thing he really like says of, of note he talks to Regina real quick yeah I mean he just basically is a he's telling her that Snow is awake he's the exposition for mm-hmm. her but that line was great you see like really the funny. Black Knight running he's like you drop me also 14 not 7 well double I'll double the punishment I see I see um, I miss the genie I even complained about that I said the side characters I miss them and I'm, I'm I wish we'd gotten more of him but still still nice to hear his voice again um I'm also are you ready, Roger? You were right. <laughs> He's delighted. Um, this In this flashback, we get a lot of... Snow has completely given up, and Charming is helping her have hope again. A constant thing that they do, and it's just like... I get it, but it gets old after that. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I, it, I guess it's also hard to, uh, with the flashback, because it's also taking us back... To almost the beginning yeah. of them together. So, like, we've already gotten past this. Like, Snow has already learned this. And now we're just kind of, like, bringing it up again. If this had been a flashback from season one, I think it might have been oh, yeah. good Agreed. to see. Agreed. Um, it just, the timing doesn't work. Like, had this been, um, you know, I always said, I wish when Mary Margaret sniffs the blanket, she wakes up. Uh-huh. Show me that flashback in the next episode of Snow struggling to accept who she is, and then this uh-huh. is the flashback. Great. I would have been fine with that, because it's like, in the Enchanted Forest, she's struggling to wake up, essentially, and then it would have been like a great parallel. But here, we I already know. Like, I've already seen this before. Like, I just, I don't know. I, it doesn't hit the same way when I've already gotten so far past yeah. it. Well, and you know that I'm all in for Sophie melodrama. I know. But I don't know about... You had it inside you the entire time. You just needed help to realize that. Like, yikes. It also kind of <laughs> has... that be more saccharine? It's also more like... It's like... You know how they do a thing like white savior? <laughs> this is kind of male savior here. Like, you you weren't good enough to figure it out. Let me, like, show who you have inside. And it's like... I get that that's Charming and Snow's thing. But this isn't the episode I needed to see that. Yeah, that's interesting. I agree with you. But it's at the beginning, like the first time they fight Regina, before they've yeah. Charmings has set up this elaborate plot, um, he is supporting her. Yeah. Like he's supporting her claim to the throne. Like he's not trying to like step in her way. And he's his intention is still to do that. But intention is meaningless, as you say. <laughs> also, 
it's very funny the way that she kind of just uses magic to like deal with him quickly. Yeah. I constantly complain about the fact it's like this season they realize that Regina should be using magic significantly more to solve her problems. Yeah. She's just like, oh, shut up, shepherd boy. Also, I I don't know that I love like the the dwarves thing here. It, isn't this after? So this is like um, after he's like gone on that like long ride to find her and gone through. It's just weird that this is the episode the dwarves decide to be like, ah, uh, we don't trust your intentions. Like that doesn't even make sense. Like he left a kingdom for he had a kingdom in his grasp. Like he isn't. He isn't social climbing upward. He's just going from a fake kingdom that he didn't care about, which it would have been his, to Snow's. Like, this doesn't even make sense what their complaint is. Well, and she's the one that said, let's take back the kingdom. Like, this was her idea. He's not... I actually think if she had said, let's go live in the woods... Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe not once Regina started, like, killing civilians and they realized that she's, like... Not gonna be a good ruler. But his concern was not to take no, the kingdom. He just wanted to be with all. Snow. He it, left a kingdom to go be with Snow. He was fine living with them at their farm. Privacy is a hard thing to come by when you have seven big brothers keeping an eye on you. Big little brothers. Um, I don't think there's anything that she needs to tell him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> not, they're not making a lot of tacos these days. Um, I did think it was interesting, though, uh, what you were talking about last time about, like, the legends in there, like... The, the legend of Camelot is a yeah. thing that they are familiar with, yeah. like vaguely. Like it's like a legend that they have heard. It's like a story. Clearly, Snow White hasn't. Yeah, that was weird. Because <laughs> everyone knows where Excalibur would be, so you just well, believe- how do they know that that wasn't Camelot? You know where Camelot is. I think every Cam- is it. We did get. It's a half a day's ride from here. Half a day's ride from here. I don't- yeah, that whole. I don't- it was interesting. So I'm presuming that Charming came up with this plan all on his own. Mm-hmm. So A, I just want to point out, yet again, Charming goes to Rumple for help. Oh, yeah. Const- I constantly. I asking for help again. Again. So, and he even says it wasn't that long ago, or he says actually like uh, a while back, which it would have been a little bit back, but it's like, oh, another time you needed his help? Let's remember that when you call him the Scourge in a few months. Yeah. Um, well, he, he gets straight to the point, though. Like, yeah. what's the price? <laughs> but Rumble actually kind of just says no. Like, he yeah, doesn't, he doesn't help him. Uh, and I think his point is that I can't actually help you here. Like, there's nothing for me to do well, here. Well, and I think if you if you pull that back into, like, Rumple scheming, Rumple also knew that Snow had it in her the oh, yeah. entire time. <laughs> but also, he didn't necessarily need to gain anything from this. Yeah. Whether they have true love is, uh, like, whether they have the kingdom is irrelevant because he just needs them to have true love. So it's... Well, that's not true because if they don't, fight Regina, she's not going to try. She won't cast the curse. Like, if she just has the kingdom, she won't cast the curse. I don't think that's true. I think Regina still wants revenge. She's still going to be going after them. She's not going to let it go. Regardless of what she says, you know Regina. Like... Yeah, but I mean... Truces are not her thing. I don't know. She's 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 absolutely going to continue to come after them. Um... Letting it go is not a strength. Letting it go is not one of her strengths. That's true. Uh, and very, very like Snow White to go back to Rumpelstiltskin and offer to pay whatever price it was that Charming paid. Um, also, she summons him and he arrives, which I just didn't know you could call for Rumpelstiltskin and he would Oh yeah, that's, up. it's like the Beetlejuice thing. If you say his name three times, he'll appear. Regina tried. Well, he didn't want to. Okay. That means he, it's clearly not like a summon when, when called, like he gets the choice. So he like. He, he also didn't say his name three times. 
That's true. She says it. Twi- <laughs> she says it twice the second time with like uh, irritation, and he pops up. He's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And then he like listens to her. He clearly shows the deception was ridiculous, and then punishes Snow. Was that really a punishment because he was annoyed and just teaching her a lesson, or did he need that? I think he was just annoyed. I think he. I think he's like people must know that wasting my you time can't be this stupid. Something. Also, I- would he just not show up if he was that annoyed? Well, I mean. He, they, we, they always say Rumpelstiltskin can't resist a deal. If mm. she had actually offered a deal, maybe he would have taken it. So it was worth a shot. Okay. Uh, I love how he, when she says, um, like, she, they need to talk about the deal he made with Charming. And he says, you'll have to be more specific than that. My favorite line. <laughs> because it's like, oh, yeah, this keeps happening over and over and over. And then he says that. When, when she says she wants to pay the price for Charming, he says, how nauseatingly romantic. <laughs> I love it, because it is disgusting. Um, I also got a, like, young Snow flashback when she, like, holds out the sword all proud and she says, I possess it now. I feel like she d- delivered that in the terrible acting of young Snow. <laughs> it actually reminded me of the scene with Hook where she's like, we know you're going to join us because the winds are blowing. And like, when she's just like weirdly confident for some reason, you're just like, huh, which is also similar to young snow, but it, it's that same. Like sometimes she gets these bouts of like confidence and you're like, but why? Yeah. It's very strange. Very confusing. Um, <laughs> sorry. One of my favorite scenes is at the end. Charming, like a, Almost kind of like a teenage boy. Like, I used to remember doing this. You sit by the beach, just kind of throw rocks in the water. You know, you're just doing your thing. <laughs> and he's just sitting there waiting. And the dwarves come up, and they're like, we owe you a slight apology or something like that. And he's like, slight? <laughs> it's, yeah. He's not wrong. I really love it when Leroy, or Grumpy, says, um, she may love you, but that chiseled chin ain't fooling us. He does have quite the chin. He does have quite the chin. <laughs> but then the best part is that, like they're all making peace and snow. Great comedic timing. We need to talk. <laughs> and Charming looks terrified. Oh, <laughs> as a husband, I assure you there is nothing more terrifying than hearing your wife yell, we need to talk as she storms by you. Mm-hmm. You know you're in trouble. You don't know exactly know what you did all the time. He does. But you know there's a problem coming. Yeah. I'm not, I don't love this, uh... This deception. I don't know how to do it. You don't love that it worked? You don't love that he did it? I don't love that he did it. Oh, he was 100% right to do this. It just... I wish it just wasn't necessary. Yeah. But it was needed. I mean, she's being... It's true. Weirdly weak here for some reason. Like, this was also strange to me. I mean, I know she's awake now for the first time, but she had been on the run successfully from Regina for quite some time and never had really shown a, a huge fear of her. Like, now she's well, afraid she'd of Well, she'd also her? never tried... To overthrow her, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, she's shown that she can at least match wits with her. Well, and she shouldn't be surprised that Regina's going to start killing civilians. Like in that episode. She murdered all the civilians. All of them. Yeah. This isn't even, I mean, it's just, it's weird how out of place this is because it's like they almost forgot some of the things that they've already shown us. Or even like when she makes the sword, I don't know why Regina would poof there. I mean, that was just dumb. But, like, she draws blood on her, and they make it seem like there's this huge deal. It's like, well, yeah, if you cut somebody in the face with a sword, I mean, she's a witch. She's not impervious. Like, it was like almost a parallel to, remember when Charming hit Rumple in that little uh-huh. duel? And, he, and I was like, well, that was kind of impressive because it's the dark one. He's, like, invulnerable, I thought. Regina isn't invulnerable. Like, she just knows magic. Yeah, but, I mean, I think she thinks 
I mean, she's quite arrogant. And oh, yeah. She thinks that she can stop anything before it happens. Like, she poofed away and wasn't expecting... For snow uh, to like turn around. Yeah. yeah. But, like, uh, no one, all you do is just poof further away. Next I did, you. like... It made me think of, like, in D&D, when a person casts a spell, if you can injure them, yeah. it, like, breaks their concentration. And she, like, her magic stops when yeah. snow hurts her. Um, the, the number one thing about this that I took away from this, and we talked about this, was... This happened before they made that ridiculous decision mm-hmm. to say, you just can't hurt us now. But she had already shown you she was willing to kill. And she even says, I'll kill one of them each day. Yeah. So your decision was not only selfish, but it was going to accomplish nothing. I don't know if they thought that if Regina couldn't have what she wanted, that she would just give up. Maybe, but she might kill everyone first. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Bad. Like, that... Yeah, it doesn't make sense. This was not a good flashback. There were some funny moments, but honestly, this is a really bad flashback. I did not like the second Regina dress as much as you did. Or oh, actually, Regina. it's the third dress. Because she's wearing yeah. the plunging neckline, yeah. and then she's wearing that one that neither of us commented on. Yeah. It's very regally. It's fine. It has a ridiculous collar. And then there's the black one. Yeah. I thought the black one looked like someone going to war, which is mm-hmm. why I liked it. But it also still was a very nice form-fitting dress. But mm-hmm. it was more or less like, it reminded me of the chainmail armor. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Um, something I did really like is in that scene, Regina's wearing like a soft pink lipstick rather than like bright red, which is what she usually wears. Oh, yeah, you're and right. And I thought it was really nice. I didn't notice her lips because normally they're very ruby mm-hmm. red. But you're right. It, that's just, huh, interesting. Yeah, I like that. Because she's not here for a ball. She's here to go to war. Mm-hmm. Also, after seeing Cora with the ruby red, it's very weird now to see Regina with the yeah. ruby red because you're like, you were so much like your mother. Anything else in the Enchanted Forest? No, we can be done. <laughs> I, do, I don't. I don't love that. Where would you like to start in Neverland? Perhaps with Rumple? <clears throat> yeah, I think he's the first thing we see. Uh, I love the scene where he cuts off a shadow. It's really cool. It was also a perfect tie to what you were telling me about the, like, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get rid of your shadow. He like, And he struggles with it. I'm like, what is he doing? I was like, oh, he's cutting out his shadow. That was really cool. I love that he's able to control a shadow. He gives his dagger and says, Find, hide it from anyone no one can find it, including me. That level of like concern is what makes this season interesting to me. Is that he's so afraid of Pan and what he might do. He's like, you can't even tell me where this is going. Like, you need to hide this. Yeah, and it's it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, the shadows are interesting too because it's like he trusts his shadow. Yeah, but also like it's it's separate from him. Like it can know things that he does not know. My guess is that. It's like almost like your heart, right? If you have it, you're in control of it. Mm. But if someone else has it, then they control you. Yeah, I could see that. Um, so then we see Belle, which is actually a figment of Rumpel's imagination, and they have some very interesting conversations. It was I was unsure if this is something that like Pan. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that Belle is fake and is like something that's in Rumpel's mind, but I'm not sure if Rumpel is like. Losing his mind a little bit? Or if Pan is, like, making this occur somehow? I I thought it was Pan, but I think they very clearly dismissed that because she says, like, you did this. I think what I like about this is that this is a perfect use of how I like Belle. She is his conscience. Mm-hmm. So, like, normally he wouldn't have to worry about this. But because Belle is in his life and he does have the good side of him, he's actually wrestling with... Do I take the deal and take the easy way out? Or do I do the difficult mm-hmm. thing and sacrifice myself? And and honestly, this is when I like Belle and Rumpel. Like, this is a perfect use of Belle, which is to be the conscience on his shoulder. Like, it's it's almost like what Archie is for most of the characters. I agree. Although I did think it was really interesting. Um, 
he says something about how, like, you always see me as a good man. And she says, as much as you deny it, I think you see it too, which must be true because he is creating this conversation in his mind. <laughs> I think Belle sees it. I think Rumpel wants to see it. Yeah. It's almost like seeing what you want to see. Also, I realize this is the only time that Rumpel ever puts his hands on Belle. Yeah, probably. Yeah, which is funny because I remember thinking, like, isn't he pretty abusive? To well, he, he also he doesn't think it's her. I know, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I mean, it's the actor and the yeah. actress. That's the only time you really ever see that level of like, mm-hmm. even though they get into fights and they go at it, or when he's the dark one and she's a chambermaid, he's never like physically aggressive with mm-hmm. her, or even like he's not all that menacing. Sometimes he's just like cruel, where he's like, I'm gonna make you watch me torture this person. Mm-hmm. But you know, so it was like that's how you can kind of tell it wasn't really he's like, oh, I know you're a specter or whatever it was, but he physically touched her. Yeah, he did. So he tried to choke her. Yeah. Um I think something I do I will admit about this episode is that I think it does a good people recognizing things about themselves. Yeah. Uh cuz she says you're afraid you'll make the selfish choice and he said I usually do. Yep. Uh and he's she's spot on. He is afraid that he's going to do that. Uh, and he recognizes that that is how he always operates. Mm-hmm. I, I like that he admits that he's a coward, just like his father was. Yeah. He admits that his father abandoned him, which is why him her, uh, abandoning Bell Bellfire was so painful. Yeah. That he ended up being the person he hated. Um, and then he reveals that Pan offered him a deal, which is his weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, he always takes the easy way out. And for once, he actually is deciding... No, I don't want. I don't want to be that man anymore. Like, even though it's going to cost me my life, because he said I'm going to die. I'd rather die this way than take a deal and keep living. Well, and he like physically lets go of it by dropping that doll off the cliff, but it just won't fucking go away. He cannot escape that doll. I think Rump. I think she says something. You have to let go of the past, and I think that doll is. You may try to let go of the past, but that doesn't mean the past is going to let yeah. go of you. Which is. I thought the doll was used very well in almost like a horrifying, like a thriller moment. Like he couldn't escape it. Like no matter what he did, he tried to set it on fire. He tried to throw it away. And it was just like, nope, your trauma stays with you. Yeah. Yeah, it was a physical manifestation of his trauma. Yep. Anything else on Rumpel? No. Uh, I think short and sweet Rumpel sometimes is the best. In this case, this was really well done. I agree. At the end, is he just walking? Like, he's just continuing his journey? Because it kind of just, like, ends with him. He just walks through the jungle, and then I think the episode ends. Yeah, I think he's... Continuing he's his quest. He's continuing his uh, personal dilemma while... He, he's thinking while walking. Oh, walk and think. <laughs> walk and think, yes. Okay. Um, would love to start our conversation about, as you say, Regina and the idiots, um, with sure. Chekhov's dream shade. I was certain they were going to make us wait for many episodes before this happened, but we really did get it in the third act. I knew we were going to get it the moment he didn't listen to Hook, which was, I don't, I, I never thought I would say this after season one. I don't like Charming this season. <laughs> I used to really like Charming. They just made him dumb. Like they don't have anything for him and Snow White to do. That's why I didn't want them here. Like yeah. Charming is being like he's always been. Um, we always say like kind of reckless, but it's usually like just with himself, which he is still like. But like he's never been shown to be stupid like this. Like there's poison. This is the poison I used that nearly killed the Dark One. We're gonna go through it. Hello. No. 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 Well, and they like the whole thing was they were following Hook because Hook knows where he is. And then he's like, we're going to go this way. And, like, everyone just follows Charming for some reason. It's just like... I get not trusting the pirate, but when he presents you factual evidence, don't walk through poison. 
Well, and there is actually no reason not to trust Hook here. Yeah. Because there's no reason for him to be here except to help. Like what, did, what would he gain by stabbing you in the back? Like, literally nothing. He, he, he could have <laughs> left you already if he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, it's very... He could have just dropped them off, taken the ship, and left. Deuces. Yeah, I don't... I really don't understand. I get him not liking Hook because Hook Same. is a pirate. Same. I can totally get, like, yeah. verbal barbs, but, like, follow the damn pirate. He knows where he's going. Yeah. It, it just And they're positioning this, like... Hook versus Charming thing that they even did in season or episode one, and it's kind of like it's getting old. Like it's just you're being dumb here. Yeah, she, he 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 definitely is. And then of course he gets hit by the arrow, which you're like, okay, he stepped in front to take the bullet for Mary Margaret, but then he hides it. I know. What are you doing? Especially like at, when she asked to look at it later. Like I get in the middle of the fight, just being yeah. like, I'm good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, like, you need to say, we have a problem now. Like, I got hit by the poison. Yeah. And, like, Hook has dealt with the poison. I get you don't trust the pirate, but at this point, you need to... It's an incurable poison. You might want to talk to the one person who's dealt with it. Instead, he does the, like, dumb macho thing of, like, I can just... I'll just handle it. He just, seems... His look... The look on his face at the end of the episode, though, is pretty... I, I mean, I think maybe he didn't know. Like, he, he, he wasn't sure if it, like... No, he instantly knew he got hit. He can tell. Mm. You can tell. You can actually read his face when he says "I'm fine." He kind of looks at Mary Margaret like "I'm dying." Aww. Oh yeah, he knows. It's like when you like anyone who's ever injured a body part. When you say you're fine to try to make somebody not worry, but you know, like Mm-mm, this isn't not good. fine. This is not fine. Well, he's pretty terrified at the end of the episode. Well, because it's like, getting it's spreading. Yeah, I mean, it's getting worse. Also, he would have felt it cut him. I mean, there's no way to not yeah. feel that. Um. I don't know where to go now. I kind of want to talk about Regina. Okay. She's kind of just a barb machine this episode. <laughs> a barb machine. Barb I like machine. that. Um, she's kind of in the background. She just keeps throwing hilarious shots, but it's funny. Like, um, it's the scene where Emma is trying to reveal who she is. Like, she's talking about it, and she's kind of going through, like, the things that she is. And she says, I'm the sheriff. And Regina's like, that election was a sham. <laughs> I also love when she says... The S word oh my about God. the savior. The S word is great. Um, or even like, oh, blame me again. Like it's just, I just love her just keep throwing shots over and over again. In many ways, one of the reasons I don't like the Charmings being here is that it kind of pushes Regina to the background. Mm-hmm. I think she's much more interesting in the forefront, especially looking for her son. Like her and Emma having different ways of going about this would be an interesting contrast. I also want to talk about ridiculous costumes for a minute. <laughs> I recognize that they were in a hurry to yeah. get on this ship. Yeah. And they might not be wearing the most appropriate shoes or whatever. Regina is still wearing a fucking blazer. Like, just take the blazer off, Regina. I mean, I'm never going to argue with you about having Regina take more clothes off. However. They're in a, in a jungle. It's hot. Yeah, but <laughs> there's dream shade. So you may want more things to protect your skin, more layers potentially. Also, I think they need something for her to like stand out differently, right? It is a nice color. It is a nice color. Emma's the one with the arms out, so they kind of got to cover Regina up. And that is like her Madame Mayor look. Like that's true. Well, she does. No, she wears sleeveless dresses a lot. Sure, but a sleeveless dress would be way more impractical out here. (laughs) Like honestly, I wish she had transformed into Evil Queen out here. Like that Mm would have been nice to see, but. Also, uh, she has magic. They could all be wearing practical clothing. <laughs> Do you think Regina uses her magic to make Hook bathe? Like, while he's asleep, just, like, clean him off? He, he never must... looks dirty. Okay, but 
he doesn't change his clothes. At some point, the stank is just going to happen. Sometimes he changes his vest. Uh-huh. And he probably changes his pants. They're just black. He just has, he's just one closet. He's a Power Ranger. Just yeah, all I mean, black in his it's the same coat, sure. but like, you don't wash your coat every time you wear it. No, no, that's fair. Um, Though I would wash it after I'm sweating through it in the jungle. And also, weren't they like going through the ocean? They got drenched. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think ocean water smells particularly good. That's true. And they were around mermaids, so there's a fish smell. Do mermaids smell like fish? I mean, according to Charmin, they do. <laughs> he will not be capsized by fish. Uh, another another Regina Barb that I really liked was when they're they're following the map and then it stops and she she's like is Pan there and then he's like she says he's there I can feel his smugness oh yeah Pan can be <laughs> felt by his smugness is what I wrote down great line because it's kind of funny it is very funny um we get a lot of Snow and Emma in this episode before we move to them I also like that Regina finally like is fed up with them trying it their way. So this is kind of the inverse of, like, you always say, like, oh, it worked. And it's like, it didn't work. But I think Regina made the right move. Like, you know what? We tried your way. It's not working. We're wasting time. I'm going to use a locator spell. Let's. And you have to kind of figure out what your enemy is doing anyway. So it's a good way to, like, judge how strong is he. I, I did think it was exceptionally smart, that choice. Because I, I think that if she had tried to magic, yeah. eat, like, to make the map reveal, it would not have worked. And the map may have, like, exploded. Yeah, it's a trap. Um, yeah. I think the locator spell was brilliant. Mm-hmm. This is another instance of, God, this is just true, like, throughout this entire show. It's really bad in this season, especially right now. If she had just maybe, like, vocalized what her plan was, like, if anyone would just communicate anything at any time, maybe they wouldn't be arguing so much. I mean, I don't know. If there's one thing I've learned about the idiots, (laughs) they don't really... Like, every single time they have a disagreement, all of them side against Regina. They never once agree with her. That's... Well, I'm not necessarily... This is a problem for everybody, yeah. like, all the time. But, like, at least... So, I would agree with you with the other ones because they at least all agree with each other. But they always side against Regina. Hook is basically Emma's little puppy dog right now. Charming is incapable of disagreeing with Snow. And Emma and Regina just disagree. So, it's five on one every time. Yeah, I mean, that's true. She's not wrong to be like, no, thank you. Uh, anything else on Regina? Uh, No. I, I just... Other than I'm happy that she's back to doing things. Yeah. I think I think we'll we'll actually get a lot even 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 with Snow and Charming. I yeah. think we will get a lot in this episode of people doing what they are or this season of people doing a lot of what they're good at. Yeah, which is great. Great job. So, uh they I mean they they give Hook some good uh I don't characterization isn't necessarily the right word, but they give him some um some like background and like draw on what he is actually good at in this episode. Uh, I love when he says... His lines in Charming are hilarious. Yes. I also really like when he says... uh, Careful, he may look like a boy, but he's a bloody demon. (laughs) Again, way to set up the villain. Yeah. Uh, Like, Captain Hook is really afraid of him. (laughs) Like, really a lot. Yeah. Um, I think he says he's the most dangerous villain he's crossed paths with. Yeah. And he's crossed paths with the Dark One. Yep. Uh, He also has that conversation with Emma... Where she says something about, like, Hook being the bad guy. Oh my gosh. I can assure you, (laughs) on this island, I am not the bad guy. But then, in typical vain fashion, is like, hold on, these movies, these stories. What am I like? Am I pretty? I'm sure. (laughs) Tell me I'm pretty. Uh, It's basically actually what he says. I'm obviously handsome, but what else? And then she says a pretty funny line about, 
if wax mustaches and perms are your thing, and then he says, I take it by your tone, perms are bad. In my mind, I swear he had said, what's a perm? I don't know why I had that in my brain. So when he said that, I was like, that's not what he said. Um, yeah, that I thought that line was pretty good. It's the second time they've referenced a movie in two episodes. <laughs> it's true. Which is kind of funny that they're kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Like, they did that a little bit in season one with the uh, Beauty and the Beast conversation. Uh-huh. But this has, like, been real funny where they're, like, talking about the stories that have existed in the real world. I think Hook and Emma as kind of, like, funny friends is really good. I don't... Yes, I agree with that. Um, I have... I mean, I don't have an issue with Hook and Emma, really, um, in general. Uh, I mean, I think they're setting up their... Like, she says she accepts who she truly was. He didn't hear what she said to unlock the Mm -hmm. map. Uh, And (laughs) he asks her who she is, and he... She says, wouldn't you like to know? And he says, perhaps I would. I think she's trying to be flirty. I think she is too. But it's unclear because her acting is always questionable. So yeah, I like, think that's fair. I think that was supposed to be a flirty thing. Because uh, it's not like, you know, when they're having the conversation in the ship last episode, it's definitely like both of them are dealing with the trauma of Neil. Yeah. Whereas this one is more of like a, I don't know. It, it, it never comes off well to me, but I just don't think those two work as well. Um, but the the line certainly about the um, the perm and the mustaches was really good. Yeah, it was. I also like the when he says to Charming. Um, <laughs> Why? Oh gosh, my nose. He has two. Place, One of them is he agrees with the prince. And oh, uh huh. And then he says, uh, "Oh, I told you we were getting along." Yep, that one. Yeah, that one was good. And then I think I think earlier Charming said, "I agree with the pirate." And then he looks at Charming and goes, I, you're, I'm, you're warming up to me or something like that. Yeah. Which, I'm winning you over. I can feel it. Yeah. And then Charming Charming has the same look in his face that Mary Margaret has early when he's hitting on her in like the last season. And he, she's just like, ugh. He has that look of like, <laughs> ugh. Also, um, Emma's line, is rum your solution to everything? Very kind of Jack Sparrow. And he's like, well, it can't hurt. That's true. It can't hurt. Um, okay, so Snow and Emma? Sure. You probably liked this a lot. I did. Mm -hmm. Well, they gave Snow something to do, which I appreciated about that. You mean besides cheerleading? Besides cheerleading, which is still kind of what she's doing, but... Well, first we get their interaction about Mary Margaret. Uh, Emma calls her Mary Margaret, and she says, Mary Margaret's a bit formal. How about mom? Um, Yeah, why that jump? How about... Instead of calling me my curse name, just call me Snow. Then we can work our way to mom. Well, I think she she really wants to be called mom, and she has called her mom before, as she mentions. One Emma time can... in a desperate situation where we thought we were going to die is not really the right format. But we do get, you know, Emma, Emma only can ever face her true feelings when she's about to die. <laughs> and also, like, as, as Snow White appropriately learned... You're the same age as your daughter. Mom is kind yeah. of out of place. Like, you've had conversations that no mother should be having with a daughter about, like, hey, I had an affair with your father. Probably mom is going to be out of the question for a bit. Yeah. It was pretty funny when they were all pushing her to, to say that she's the savior. Like, Charming was, like, literally feeding her the words. And then when she says it, they all think it's going to work. They all, like, come towards the map. It kind of usually does, though. Yeah. I also, I'm curious as to, um, we've said this before, so like, why doesn't David talk to Emma? David and Emma are much more alike, in my opinion, than Snow and Emma really are. Like, and I think 
David could also relate to what Emma is going through. I think so, but I think Snow is the only person that could have gotten her to say I don't agree with that at all. And I think it was important for Snow to hear it. I mean, it's more about Snow, but, like, David was the one who had to put her in the wardrobe. Like, he physically put her in a box. They definitely get each other more, but I don't know about breaking down down to, like, the, the truest feelings of who you are as a person. I'm not sure Charming could have gotten her to say that. I, maybe, but I think Charming's life has been closer to what Emma has experienced. Like, she, he also didn't know his father at all. Yeah. Like, so it's like, it is a little bit, or like, the, he can even be like, yeah, I did have my mother. So I understand that, like, it would suck to have not had my mom growing up. Like, I just think at some point, Emma and Snow weren't working. You have two of you. How about you, like, try a different tactic? Even if it doesn't work, then come back to Snow. Instead, it's just Snow just, you know, it's, don't push it. I won't. Immediately pushes it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Snow pushes it pretty hard with the, when she... Because they, they have that fight with the Lost Boys and Emma kind of like looks horrified when she's looking at that boy and she stops. And Emma asks, or Snow asks her why she stops. Um, and Snow's like, I saw it in your eyes. Like, what was that? Um, and Emma says, because when I looked at his face, I saw me. And then she really she really starts to pull down those walls she's been putting up. Um, I cried like a fucking baby during this scene. Um, silently sobbing next to you while we were watching it. Uh, <laughs> wow, that sounds like you were suffering next to me. <laughs> the despair. I had it in the foster system. It made me think of that family that gave her up when mm. they had their own baby when she was three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like a hero or a savior. I just feel like what I've always been, an orphan. Rejecting the savior once again. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, it didn't work for me. I'm also now moving Emma from the absolutely needed to bring her on this adventure camp to you're kind of in the middle with Charming. I could make an argument either direction at this point. Because, yeah, I don't think you can pull the trigger against the Lost Boys now. You just don't. I I have no faith that you're going to be able to do what needs to be done here. But is that what needs to be done? Yes. Pulling the trigger on the Lost Boys? Potentially, yeah. They're Lost Boys. They're orphans, Roger. Oh, don't give me that bullshit. (laughs) I want to hear that crap. Those are the creepiest things we've run across today. Wait, Felix is Felix. Felix is a lost cause. I'm not sure about. That oh, you can't just say Felix is a lost <laughs> cause, and then all the other ones are not. Like they're all equally creepy. Felix is also very old. That actor is probably like 25 years old. The Dawson Street teenager. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> They're like 29 years old. I'm 16 years old. I went to high school. This is not what 16 year old boys and girls look like. Uh, uh, yeah, I looked up Robbie K. He's yeah. eighteen. In at the in, time of yeah. this, so he's he. I think that's more reasonable than twenty nine. I also think that's perfect because he's essentially commanding a lost boy, but he is an adult. But yeah. he won't actually accept that he's no longer a kid. I mean, he's supposed to be fourteen. Yeah, but I'm saying like as like if Peter Pan were an adult who won't let go of his child, an eighteen year old is like the perfect age yeah. for that. Uh, back to the snow and Emma conversation. I did appreciate. Emma apologizes to Snow. Like, she feels really bad that she has just said all of these things and that she feels them. She feels bad that she feels them. But and she, she still recognizes kind of her. she's trying to, like, she's trying to get past, like, this isn't actually your fault. Like, I understand why you did this, but, like, this is what I'm living with. Yeah, I mean, I've said for quite some time she resents her parents. Yeah. And this is probably the closest she's come to admitting it. Um, what I do like about this, though, is that. Pan will later use this conversation against Emma. You haven't forgiven your parents for abandoning you. Uh Uh-huh. And now she's trying to convince Emma that Henry 
feel, is, feels that way too, which I think Emma knows isn't true, but like something is happening to these boys on this island, and I think she's afraid that he's they're gonna convert him. I think it's probably always been a mystery to Emma how he couldn't resent her. Yeah, maybe. Because she resents yeah. her parents for it. So it would be like, oh no, the thing that I assumed was happening, maybe it didn't look like it was happening because he was ignoring it, now it's not going to happen. And she yeah. doesn't want him to feel the way about her, the way she feels about Snow and Charming. Um, I really liked Emma and Pan's interaction. Oh, too. it's great to see a, a villain be menacing while present. Because mm-hmm. like Cora was basically kind of like separate. Yeah. This is like, he's right there and he's like taunting them. Like it's kind of... I, I, yeah, he's he tells Emma, "You've got fire. I like fire." Like he almost seems to like enjoy her, um, and he loves playing games, which I think is a really yeah. great use of like Pan, mm-hmm. like Pan's traditional character. Um, I may not be the most well-behaved boy on the island, but I always keep my promises, which isn't untrue. And Hook also seems very convinced. He's like, "Yeah, we have to follow the rules yeah. that he laid out. Like this is how he works." Also, it's funny to me that he always keeps his promises because that very much reminds me of someone who always keeps their deals. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it does. Very much a, and also you have to follow the rules. You can't break our agreement. Like it's it's very paralleled between those two. I also really like the music in the scenes where they're talking. Like I, I don't know if I would call it Pan's theme, but it is this. It's the same notes. Um, as the Once Upon a Time theme that they play at the beginning, mm. um, but they're like in a different order, mm. and they like it has a little sinister vibe to it. I also liked that she could hear the boys crying. Mm-hmm. That was odd to me. And no- why couldn't anyone else hear it? Is actually my question, especially like Snow. I don't know. Maybe it's because she's an orphan. I don't know. Wasn't Snow? Her parents are taken from her before she's an. Adult. She was an adult when her dad died. I think. Um, was she? Probably. Okay. I thought she was like a teenage girl. I mean, she may have been an older teenager. It's not the same as losing it's your parents fair. when you're a baby. Um. Also, Pan's line as she's leaving, would I would normally think is very ridiculous, but he delivered it so well that I was sold on it. When we're finished, you won't just feel like an orphan. You'll be one. I mean, it wasn't that ridiculous from what we knew. Right, it just, it's one of those, like, cardboard kind of villain lines that, like, feels like it would not come off well. It's the lines that I say about, like, a good actor and actress can pull these lines off. And when they have Emma deliver them, they suck. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, remember Regina's, I will destroy you. Like, who talks like this? Who talks like that? But it works because you're menacing. Yeah. Also in the scene where they're battling the, um, the Lost Boys. Mm, The fight. Uh, and... Pan is upset that they broke the rules with the map, and he yells, bad form, which is Hook's line, typically, in, is it? in the Peter Pan story. Oh, didn't know that. Um, and I really liked that Hook brought up Rufio. Yeah, he did. Which is from the movie Hook, not from Peter Pan. Oh. Um, which is not like a... I don't... Th- actually, I mean, I guess it must have been a Disney property. It must have been made by Paramount. It was a Disney property, they, yeah, for sure. When they owned Paramount. Uh but yeah, Hook kills Rufio in the movie Hook. <laughs> okay. All right. Rufi- yeah. Rufio is their leader in the absence of Pan. He, uh, yeah, he brings it up very clearly as a threat to Felix, uh-huh. which I thought was really well done. I love the fight between the two of them because Felix is like, it's been a long time, Captain, so you know they have a history. Mm-hmm. I also love, they kind of do this like Avengers pose at the beginning when the five of them are in the, and they kind of spin around the camera, you know? 
and all of them like have their things ready and Regina just has her fist. <laughs> Not a fireball like she normally has. She just has like a fist. Like, is she going to go box? Like, I want to see Regina throw hands Me right too. Now. Me yeah, too. Yeah, it would have been great. Um, but it was kind of funny how they did the whole like circular thing. Does Emma have a sword? What is she? Yeah, she has the cutlass. She's the cutlass, that's right. Because Charming has his sword. Uh-huh. Snow has her arrows. Hook has his hook. And then Regina just has her hands. Uh-huh. That's all she needs. I just, I wanted her to be here. Like, have a fireball just drawn. She also doesn't use a fireball. No, she, uses, she uses, like, a pulse. It's like a repelling spell. Yeah. I mean, they're children. I don't know. <laughs> what? You're going to kill a child. These hands are rated E for everyone. <laughs> Felix, you wouldn't you wouldn't take out Felix. He's basically an adult, and he's very sinister. That that little boy that was attacking Emma. Rephrase that for me one more time. Can you say that again? That little boy who was what Emma attacking Emma. <laughs> I don't play that shit. <laughs> also, these kids are terrifying. Yeah, like, they're really scary. The children of the corner kids too. I take them yeah, down. They are. Do you have anything else? No, I think we covered everything. It was an interesting episode. A lot of, like, setting up for the yeah. future. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? I struggled with this. I think my favorite moment was cutting the shadow out. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. I thought it was just really cool. It tied back to what you had said about, like, when he, the shadow and trying to reattach it. And I thought it was just, like, really important to see that, like, Rumpel understands the severity of the situation so much that he's like, you got to get this out of here. It also just looked cool. It just looked cool. Yeah. No. I mean, it was... Like, he, like, had to light the fire so that he would have a shadow. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very cool. And he froze the shadow on the rock. Uh-huh. I mean, it was just, it was, it was pretty cool. cool. Uh, mine is, unsurprisingly, Emma admitting that she's an orphan. I'm not shocked. It's a sappy emotional moment. <laughs> very sappy. Um, and important. I mean, Emma has a hard time bringing down walls, and she, she did it here to save Henry. Yeah. No, that's, uh... Most ridiculous moment? I have two. Okay. I had kind of a hard time with this, and I kind of went with something that was just funny instead. Go with yours. I want to... If wax mustaches oh. and perms are your thing. That was kind of my runner-up <laughs> favorite moment. I just like when they talk about movies. I think it's funny. I think it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, David's plan to hide the wound. So stupid. Just unbelievably ridiculous and dumb. Honestly, I could have put David not willing to listen to Hook in Neverland when he just wants to walk through the poisonous dream shade. I may have chosen that. But it's going to get more ridiculous in future episodes, I so I'm uh, hold, holding on for that. Um, I went with our more traditional thought of what we thought ridiculous moment would be, and it's a callback to Manhattan. Mm. The CGI during the Rumple and Bell discussion is terrible. That cliff looks so ridiculous. I thought Rumpel was floating at one point. It was so, like, <laughs> uneven. I was like, is he just floating around just because? And then I looked, and I was like, oh, no, that's just... Also, I think he's wearing, like, boots with a heel. It's weird. Oh, yeah, he's wearing crocodile skin boots. I know, it's so funny, and I was just like... They're is... not quite as ridiculous as Hook's boots. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but just everything about that, I just was like, no. Yeah, I, I get that. I didn't... That... No. Loser. I have two. If you say Rumple, I am leaving. No. Okay. I I have three, but I have them as a unit. So why don't you go? I can just say my one all together. Okay. Well, charming because oh yeah, obviously no question. He's gonna die. <laughs> He's gonna die <laughs> painfully, a slow and painful death. Yes. Um. And the other one I have is Snow in Neverland specifically. Mm. Uh. She just had to listen to her daughter tell her that she her true self is an orphan. Painful. And she doesn't know it yet, but Charming is going to die. <laughs> Charming, your true love is dying. Yeah. What about you? My loser 
Z are the Charmings. All three of them? All three of them. Okay. Just all bad. All the reasons you said, 100%. Um, and then, yeah, just like Emma having to admit that her true self is not actually the savior, that you just see yourself as an orphan. It's kind mm-hmm. of depressing. It's really bad. Um, you kind of broke your mother's heart. Yeah. All the things you said about Snow are true. And then, oh yeah, by the way, your dad's dying. I just... This was not a good... And then, like, even the flashback. I'm kind of giving them the loss because, like, that flashback was lame. (laughs) (laughs) She's weak. Like, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I almost, like, gave David a way out of, like, okay, good trick to, like, get Snow to be who she is, but then everything that happened in Neverland overruled that. Um, Yeah, no, those are my losers of this episode. Who's your winner? I have two. I have one. It was very hard for me to choose something. I had a hard time, and then I kind of came to a tie. Uh, Rumpel was one of my winners. Okay. And I actually think more so because of the conversation he has with Belle. I think Rumpel working to become a better man is a hard thing for him. And him actively making the choice of, instead of taking the deal in the easy way out, I'm going to sacrifice my life and I'm going to choose to go save my grandson. I'm going to actually honor my son's wishes and do what needs to be done as opposed to doing what I would typically do. And acknowledge that he's a coward. He's never really said that before. He's had people say it to him, but he's never said he was a coward. That's a good point. I did not choose Rumpel, but I... I probably would have if it ended at him dropping the doll into the off the cliff. Yep. But that it's still following him. The past won't let go of him. The, yeah, but the fact that he's continuing to persevere, even though that's happening, is a, is a point in his favor. Courage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I chose Snow in the Enchanted Forest. Like, I just had a really hard time. I mean, she she yeah, like no, believes in herself. She draws blood on Regina. Like, I don't know. It seems seems like a win to me. She used to make out with Charming and his beautiful chin. This chiseled chin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would if she just didn't think Excalibur wasn't in Camelot, too. Like, is she dumb? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, It, it was... wasn't great. I really just had a hard time using other people. I'm shocked that you have more. Well, my other one is Pan. And the reason oh. it's Pan is that he expertly manipulated um, Emma into basically revealing that she's an orphan. And that kind of breaks the spirit of the party. And he knows that Charming has been hit, so he's basically got Charming on his deathbed. Yeah, okay. And he's tormenting Rumpel. He's playing games, but he's tormenting Rumpel. Just a reminder that Pan can't be your winner for every episode. Until proven otherwise, he might have to be. Yeah, no, I know Pan can't win every episode, but like he's kind of the only one who feels like he is moving forward. Yeah, like that's fair. Rumpel's moving forward, he's moving forward, everyone else is either stagnant or moving in circles. Heavily in circles, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be episodes where he certainly doesn't win. Though, to be fair, a good villain should be winning a lot early. That's true. Because you should be setting up the obstacle for the mm-hmm. heroes to overcome. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, for counting, I cried one time mm. during the I'm an orphan speech. Uh, and we also got not even a day's ride, a half, half a day's, day's ride. ride. Excalibur was only a half a day's ride from where they were. Doesn't that draw some red flags here Snow. it should it should really excalibur and camelot or like even rumple's like everyone well, knows excalibur is in camelot okay to be fair if like oh it's like a legendary land yeah that like is from the past mm-hmm. so who knows where it was like maybe it camelot doesn't exist anymore okay but yeah i i agree it's oh i meant to talk about excellent acting job by charming in the past <laughs> When he tries to get the sword out, and you can very clearly see that he's not putting... Because, like, come on. There's no way in hell. Can can Steve Rogers lift 
Mjolnir in in uh, Age of Ultron or not? No, they actually talked about why. You think he can't? He can't yet because he's not worthy at that time. Okay. Because he um, has, hasn't accepted who he truly is. <laughs> because he is lying to his best friend about what happened to his parents, which oh. is why he doesn't believe he's worthy. Okay, that's but fair. But once he admits in Civil War, then he can lift it. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But he moves it. He's close. <laughs> like, you see Thorgo. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so next week, we are going to watch Quite a Common Fairy. What? Tinkerbell? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I have a lot to say about what I wish Tinkerbell had been. I'll say it in the recap. Um, but I like Tinkerbell, actually, in the season. Yeah, me too. So, and I think she has a past with one of our characters, uh-huh. which will be interesting to see. I'm pretty sure that's the next episode. Like, the, the three? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, cool. I Can you explain the Peter Pan and Tinkerbell relationship in the traditional story? Yeah. Uh, it's not like honestly, his girlfriend, Honestly, right? can't remember from the book. In the Disney movie and Hook the movie... Tinkerbell gets very jealous of, well, sorry, in the Disney movie, Tinkerbell is very jealous of Wendy. Um, Does she like Peter? She doesn't, like, really speak in the Disney movie, so it's, like, hard to, I mean, she, it's hard to say if she, like, has a specific thing about, like, she's in love with Peter Pan, or if it's more like, I just want all the attention all the time, who are these new people? In Hook the movie, she absolutely has a crush on Peter Pan. Huh. Um, so, I don't know. Unclear. <laughs> that does not, that does not seem to be the case here. Are they a thing in the Hook movie? No. They're not a thing. Huh. He was a child. Hey, man. <laughs> well, she could have been a child at the time. I guess. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how pixies age. I don't know how never. I do works. know that they are birthed from the laughs of a baby, but that's where pixies come from. <laughs> Okay. Um, Learn something new. Yep. Uh, so what are you looking forward to other than Tinkerbell, who's awesome? I mean, the more that we continue the Neverland story, the better. I, less flashbacks, please, or make these flashbacks better. Also, I'm, I'm kind of just curious what the hell's going on in Storybrooke. It's been two episodes Yeah, we haven't now. heard anything about Storybrooke. Also, we didn't get any Neil this episode. I want more Neil. Which is fine. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm fine to not have multiple storylines. I would just like a continuation of that at some point. Also, I... I kind of want to keep... I hope that Rumpel's journey continues with Belle's vision. Like, I think there's a very interesting conversation to be had with those two, even if it's just in his head. Uh-huh. Belle being the conscience is so good. Like, that's the Rumpel and Belle I enjoy. And I'm sorry, I misquoted. When the first baby laughed for the first time, his laugh broke into a million pieces, and they all went skipping about, and that was the beginning of fairies. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. <clears throat> J.M. Barry. Weird. Um, I want to know what's going to happen to Charming, and will he ever communicate with his family? He gonna die. What the fuck is with this doll is kind of terrifying now. Yeah. It turned it turned into like a like a what is this to a like that seems like a haunted doll. <laughs> <laughs> a doll it just won't leave you alone. It just won't go away. Yeah. Um, and I'm very curious what's going on with Henry. We also didn't get any Henry in oh. this episode. Um, and I, it's, Pan does not seem like a person to me that makes empty threats. No. So is Henry going to kind of like forget his family? Is he going to like fully live into being an orphan and not want to leave with them even if they do find him? Like what's going to happen there? 
I also want to see what happens when Neil gets to Neverland. Me too. Because Neil is also an orphan, right? Doesn't he count? Yeah, he definitely counts as an orphan. Yeah. Especially considering the way the in circumstances which of yeah. their partying. Yeah. <laughs> well, was, he, was, he was a little older, but but he was also abandoned by his mother directly when he was younger, and then he was abandoned by his father by being dropped. So, like in many ways, it's almost worse for him. Dropped like a. That's literally the same thing. Sure. Oh, you think he? I, I see. Like you think it was intentional. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, be please be sure to join us next time when we watch season three, episode three. Quite a common fairy. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>